Marina. Okay. okay. Hey, can you hear me now? There you are. Yeah, all good. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks for uh, coming on today. I want to hear uh, all about the business, how it's going, but um, probably want to kick it off. So, Mina is um, obviously trying to reinvent the way that we think about, you know, sexual wellness and, you know, today I'd love to hear kind of the journey so far, um, but maybe start off with a little bit of your background. Sure. Thanks for having me, Steve. Um, yeah, so um, so we've been running uh, Nude Go now for the past um yeah, I guess officially we went live about uh, two and a half weeks ago, so it's very early for us. Uh, but like in the shadows on the on the background, we've been uh, yeah trying to get the business uh, off the ground for about a year now. Um, and and then um, before that, um, I was actually employed by one of the the big upscales in in Berlin uh, in in Zalando, um, and. Um, Basically, in there, I was in, in various roles, all the way from marketplace to to business development. Uh, really exciting journey. Learned a lot. Uh, was a cool company to to work for, uh, and and prior to Zalando, and and also where where basically my uh, entrepreneurial uh, path really kicked off uh, was um, when I was working for a um, healthcare startup. Um, we were uh, a small team uh, initially based in in, in Helsinki. Um, ended up getting quite some funding from a Berlin-based uh, VC, uh, and that's also where and when my path um, uh, moved to to, to Berlin. Uh, it was a super exciting time. Uh, it was really a lot of fun. Uh, learned a lot. Really gave me the spark to to start working on something of my own uh, as well. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was also the moment when I relocated to, to Berlin, and uh, now it's been um, six and a half years uh, since that, uh, still here in Berlin, and now building my own business, uh, which is, uh, yeah, super exciting. So a couple of things, I guess, just to, to wind back a little bit on, um, so you get here through the first startup in healthcare, then you move to like a full Amazon e-commerce type of business. Mm. Um, how, how is like that adjustment and what did you learn from the difference? If I, I'd assume, you know, different scale businesses, um, but obviously different, you know, um, completely different industries. So was there anything that you learned by kind of going from one um, healthcare to, to Zalando or? Yeah. Yeah. Good question. Um, for me, actually, uh, Zalando had always been sort of like a dream company. So I had always wanted to to work there. I had always wanted to see what it's like to to work in a in a like you know in a, such a company that used to be the kind of company I'm building myself right now. So you know, just really start from small mm -hmm. from the from the basement of of uh, like Torstrasse in in Berlin. Um, and and that was really something I had wanted to do. I wanted to see that. Uh, but yeah, I do have to say it was uh, quite an adjustment uh, coming from a startup where basically, I mean, you know, Steve, what it's like. So so basically, you're just doing everything yourself and and wearing many hats at the at the same time. And and then all of a sudden, you you land in a 
yeah, people said, oh, it's still a startup, but actually it was very much a corporation already at that point. So it was a, it was a big, uh, big adjustment. Um, but I think what I really took off with me from Zalando was like really just understanding the ins and outs of, of e-commerce, uh, which is also like super helpful now uh, with, uh, with Nutco uh, that we're building. Mm-hmm. Do, do you think that when I always hear corporate, I always think also that a corporate typically has, you know, well-established processes and, you know, it, it, it has process in place. So was mm-hmm. that something that, you know, bringing to starting this business, a skill set that, you know, you, you, you really improved there and took like, well, I guess, well, first question. What do you think your best skill sets are? And obviously you have a, a, a co-founder, correct? So kind of how do you complement each other? So first question, okay. what would be, you know, the, the skill sets you think you're greatest at? And, you know, what, what brought you to doing business with your partner and how do you guys complement each other? Hmm. Yeah, I think best skill sets. Um, I think I have a lot of stamina uh, and, and a lot of like good nerves, uh, which I think is something you, you really need as a, as a founder. And I think like even even mm-hmm. though uh, having worked in a, in a startup, like having seen like how hectic and how crazy it gets sometimes, it's, it, it will not prepare you uh, what it's like to, to really build your own, own baby. Uh, it, it really is like, I, I think that the sort of like, mental load is, yeah. is different because ultimately it's your baby although no matter how much you you enjoyed working for the for the startup it's still like very very different uh and that i think has really really surprised me as well right uh, so i think that's really my my best skill set like uh, you know the grit and, and not giving up and and you know every day just like okay new day uh you really start from zero every day and then sort of like trying to yeah just like kind of get through the, the, the day and really like grind and, and, you know, where do you get the customers and where do you get the sales? And, and, and I think it's also like super exciting because yeah, no one's sort of like figured out that for you. Um, but then like to, to the second question, like uh, talking about mm-hmm. my co-founder. Uh, so we actually go uh, way back. So we've known each other like for about 10 years. Um, and Krista, uh, my co-founder, she's actually a, a family friend of my husband, so we know each other from uh, through through that. Um, and I think um, what sort of like what brought us together is really that this kind of like entrepreneurial mindset. Um, my co-founder, she had already like started a couple of businesses, so she was already like the seasoned entrepreneur, uh, unlike me. Uh, and and uh, on top of that, we have very much like complementary skills, so. Whereas I'm maybe more on the general business, uh, operations, supply chain, uh, then her strengths are then more on the marketing and, and branding and design and, and all of that stuff, which I think is both like super critical in, in this type of business. Yeah, and, and to, I'll touch on that in a second before, you know, I think especially marketing, you, when you build a brand, that's something I'm, I'm also trying to understand and learn more but brand is really the the long game of sales right if you if you can build a really good brand which takes time um it's really a long-term investment rather than 
you know, uh, I guess a shorter term, let's kind of flip something, let's sell something um, and get the sales. But is that going to be like a sustainable business? Because at the end of the day, like, are you building a community that you can sell other products to? And, and that's why you need to build a really solid brand, right? Um, so, uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's so spot on because uh, yeah, the other day I was just listening to to a podcast and and they were talking exactly about the the same thing that you know they really and and also what we at Nutco want to do is is really like focus on on building the brand because I think that's where you build like the the long term relationship with the, with the customers and and you can always sell a product you know there's there's no question about that but uh, if you really want to give customers the the feeling of you know that they're buying into the brand they're buying into like what the brand does for you and not just what the product does for you uh, i think it's uh, a huge difference right and and i will i will want to get a little bit more in depth on like kind of like just brainstorming on some strategy and talking about brand but let me just take one step back so you know this this whole podcast is really about i mean hopefully like you know, people can, can learn from, and I, uh, it's not a, it's not a very unique name, but I just wanted to encapsulate, okay, anybody doing side businesses that may or may not turn into a, a business, uh, a startup or any small business, like there are things that hopefully everyone can learn. I'm always curious about mindset. And so you're from Finland. So as your um, co-founder, how would you, how do you think about Finnish mm-hmm. people inherently like you know are is it a entrepreneurial mindset first is it you know a global mindset more of a you know hey we we, we want to kind of sell to our our just our country type of uh mindset like what can, what a nutshell for everyone because i mean i don't know if every single person probably knows <laughs> someone from finland so how would you kind of categorize yourself if that's the right word to say but how would you think yourself yeah 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 i mean there, there's not a lot of us we're like five five and a half million so it's a good question uh yeah and, and i think um when like the first things that come into my mind when i think about finnish people is that they're like humble and hardworking. that they don't make a big fuss out of themselves you know they just get on and you know do their stuff and, and you know really like you know very trustworthy and, and honest people um and then if i think of like sort of like traditional companies or even startups that have been found in Finland I think there is still I mean I think it's changing uh now and and we're seeing like great examples coming out of Finland like Bolt uh, I think that's a good example uh maybe you've Bolt, heard right. of like Swappy um Perfect. they're also now in, in Berlin and that's also yep. a Finnish uh, startup yep. so there there are more and more examples of like you know companies that are thinking big and and going global and really like reinventing industries which i think is great mm-hmm. uh but i think maybe the traditional way of companies in finland has been really to like okay you know let's start small and you know let's just figure out the finnish market first and then we can go somewhere else and maybe it's sweden which is also a super small market uh but what mm-hmm. we're really trying to do is we're not even like targeting finland as, as a market uh we're, we're based in in berlin and we're actually targeting like the whole of europe because right. you know i think the 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 you know our story and the mm-hmm. products they they resonate with women across Europe across globe so there's no reason why we should only focus on the you know Finnish market which we know the best for sure but you know I think you you can only be as successful as as you know five and a half million in a, in a country can 
you know, buy your products ultimately. Sure. Yeah. Do you, do you think that moving to Berlin, that changed at all? Or did you always have that sort of, you know, when I get the opportunity, okay, it was a healthcare startup to, to come to Berlin, but whether it's Berlin or London or, you know, any real larger market or kind of larger ecosystem of startups, was that always something you were kind of interested in or, or did your mindset change a lot when you got here too? I think there's been maybe two things that have influenced my mindset the most. Um, so I mentioned this healthcare startup I used to work for, and uh, the the founder or the co-founder and the CEO of that company, uh, he was he was a Finnish guy, very unfinished in the sense that he he felt like more American. He he was like really like selling this big idea, and you know he wasn't like afraid to to you know really like I don't know like climb through the roof, and and he he was really thinking big, and and I think that mm-hmm. was like really a, a big inspiration and a major inspiration for me to think like, okay, you know, there's a different way to to do business, even though you're in a small country like like Finland. Uh, and then for sure, being mm-hmm. in Berlin, uh, it's a whole different culture. It's a whole different ecosystem for sure that has had its uh, its impacts on, on on who I am and, and what I think of like professionally and, and of course personally as well. Okay, makes sense. So let's hear kind of, if you want to elevator pitch brand, what is Nutco and how, and I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly. Or I'm yeah, it's Nutco. Nutco. Yeah. Um, what's the, what's the vision and what are you selling? Like what, what is, what are, what are you trying to build? Hmm. Yeah, so Nutco is uh, basically all natural and sustainable sexual wellness uh, that's targeted towards uh, women, uh, mainly towards millennial women. And um, Mm -hmm. what we are currently offering uh, right now is is basically a couple of uh, different intimate care or sexual wellness cosmetics products. Um, This is just to... This is sort of like the first wave to to get started and and uh, get get on the market. Um, I said we just launched, uh, yeah, two and a half weeks ago, so it's it's super early uh, early days for us. Um, what we're really really trying to 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 achieve awesome. is is change the conversation around female sexuality uh, and and pleasure. Um, it's for so long it's it's been a taboo. Um, I remember like when, when I was like telling my parents um, like earlier this year that what kind of company I had started, like I was I was like literally very nervous, like what, what they would say, because, you know, it's it's a very it's still a very much a taboo topic. <laughs> and, and maybe it's changing now with the new generation as well. I think the younger people are, are you know, more open. I think Berlin is, is like a very open, open city towards uh, these types of topics. Uh, but still, you know, I think there's a big like uh, generation gap in in how we perceive sexuality and and how we display it. Um, and um, I think one of the eye-opening moments for me has been us doing interviews with uh, with our potential customers and and them them basically telling us like this is actually the first time I'm talking about okay. something so intimate to anyone. Uh, you know that there's a lot of this kind of like you know, shame and guilt and worry, um, you know, all these problems. And we've never talked about this uh, to, to anyone, not even to our partners or, you know, close friends. And and we really want to change this and we really want to open the conversation uh, about mm. these uh, topics. Uh, I think it's about time that we start 
talking about something that's so fundamental and, and so normal to us as humans. Right. Yeah. And I, I mean, what was it that everyone likes to kind of, <laughs> well, I think most people that do end up, whether they succeed or not, do know that when you start something, there's not always an aha moment of like, okay, this is the idea, this is the vision, but what kind of made you really like, mm -hmm. hey, I have, I work for a great company, um, you know, and I, we didn't even tell the, the audience, obviously, you're a, a mother as well as a wife, but, you know, having a child and like, but you know what, like, I am, I'm going to do this. And what was it about? Um, obviously everyone can, I mean, can tell like the, uh, you know, the passion behind what you're trying mm -hmm. to build in terms of, 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 of like almost service for the community. But what, what mm -hmm. like got you to say, you know what, like I'm, I feel enough about trying to solve this problem and I really want to do it. Like, what? what, I don't know. Is there, was there any, not to say aha moment, but what, what made you just like, okay, I'm going to do it now. Like, this is what I do. Hmm. Yeah, um, so as, as you mentioned, uh, I'm a mom and, and uh, my daughter, she's almost two years old now. Um, and, and basically this whole process uh, kicked off uh, when uh, when I, I went on maternity leave from, from my job at, at Zalando. And, uh, and, and, and basically mm -hmm. already when I, already before going on, on maternity leave, I was like, okay, you know, I really want to take this time off from work to to do something useful because how often do you actually get you know i think time off is a in parentheses because you know it's it's not really time off when you when you have a small baby but but in a way you you get like distance from your day job uh, and and i think mm -hmm. that was really the the moment that uh you know you you have more brain capacity to actually think of like okay where do i want to take my career what it is that i want to do next and, and all of that so i think that was really the moment when i was like okay you know i had for a long time i was like okay i want to start a company of my own i want to build something from from scratch that was really a passion for me and um and then when i was on maternity i was like okay i really now is the time. Like, if I don't do it now, I'm never gonna do it. I'm never gonna have this kind of opportunity to to do this. And um, and that was really the moment. Um, but when it comes to the idea, and, and when I was thinking about this uh, this uh, podcast uh, beforehand, and and uh, you had shared some some questions with me beforehand as well, uh, I was thinking like I, I think one of the hardest things for me was to uh, commit to the idea because I think ideas, there's like so many ideas and, and there's so many, uh, you know, businesses that you could build, but ultimately you really need to commit to that idea. And, and I think for me, that was probably one of the hardest parts was to commit to the idea, uh, because I, I felt like super passionate about a lot of things. And, and I think there are a lot of options, uh, you know, Nutka could have been something completely different. Uh, and, uh, and then, Basically, we're just bouncing off a lot of ideas with my co-founder and, and both felt really passionate about wellness in, in general. And then I was like, OK, but uh, why don't we you know, start building this? And, and, and this was something we just then started digging into more in, in detail and, and writing some business plan and looking into the numbers and, and finding some uh, first suppliers and, and all of that. And sort of like once you commit to the idea, I think it gets easier because then you sort of like start figuring things out and you, you start understanding like how you could actually build a business out of it. 
But for me, the, the, the biggest obstacle was really the, the commitment to that specific idea. That was the hardest part, definitely. Yeah, because um, then you have to hold yourself accountable for things. You have to say, once you've made that decision, then it's... Because <laughs> I think the interesting thing about it is you, you really never... We don't know what it's going to be. Uh, we can plan as much as we we uh, we can, but we don't know the future, regardless. So, and you know, there's always the fear of failing, but um, you have to feel confident enough that you're going to do well. So, makes sense. Um, so, having a physical product and selling. Tell me about that. So, are have you decided to get the product made and then ship it to? a location where it's your warehouse well, how are how are you guys doing like the logistics because you know I, I have a very short experience i'm doing a kind of a side hustle for amazon and i bought a bunch of product i got a warehouse all this stuff at least in germany doesn't just take one day so like how can you tell me a little mm -hmm. bit about what how, how logistically are you are are you facilitating this uh transaction and, and moving product yeah um so we basically uh outsourced this bit um i think it was pretty clear for us from the from the beginning that it, it didn't make any sense for us to do the logistics ourselves like okay first of all we wouldn't have the space to to you know store the products anywhere um and, and second of all i think the whole process of like picking and packing uh, is not really the kind of process that you can add so much value into like to the customer uh, so yeah it was really clear for us that we wanted to to outsource mm -hmm. it from from the beginning and uh, yeah we have a great partner um, who is uh, also here in in Berlin and, and they have a warehouse location um, close by and and basically yeah we we just uh, ship everything from their fulfillment center and um, yeah I think they're really really good at that uh we basically have the possibility to ship uh like across europe um in in like super short time so the average delivery is like two to five days and even when i ordered something for for myself like i that it was shipped on thursday um, and then on friday evening i already had the parcel uh it was like yeah was such a great experience yeah oh wow okay now do they do the like, cause, and we'll, we'll, we'll give you the, the plug uh, also at the end. So it's all succinct where someone can contact you and, and, and get to uh, where we need to go. But if you go to nudeco.com and you dco.com, obviously beautiful labeling. Do they do all of the, like from soup to nuts where they bottle it, they label it, package it and then ship it. Or, or is there any part on your end that you do have to do? Uh, so we have a manufacturing partner, uh, and, mm -hmm. and they basically uh, fill the bottles, they label them, they put them in these uh, altar boxes. So they they do all of that uh, for for us. Yeah. Okay. And then was they, that tough to source, or like you know getting the right partner? Yeah, and... it, it was. Yeah. It was. Yeah, it is. And, and I think also coming from from a background where. Uh, I don't have an experience in, in physical products or cosmetics from beforehand. So it was really important for us to find the right partner, uh, you know, all the partners uh, from, from the beginning. And, and, and also like when it, when it comes to like, for example, cosmetics, there's all this like EU regulation. So whatever we put on the market is like, uh, we need to meet all these requirements. You're not, mm -hmm. not allowed to sell in the EU if you don't meet these requirements. So, 
for that, we were like, okay, we don't have the expertise. We're going to need someone, uh, a partner who is going to do that for us and who's going to help us out with the formulation. So we basically formulated all the products ourselves. So we really wanted to bring something onto the market that was custom IP and, and something that we really created from, from scratch. Um, and um, yeah, it was really just finding the right partners. Uh, it wasn't super easy, but luckily, uh, for example, one of the, the connections came uh, from one of our investors. So so basically just trying to work through your network. I think that was really helpful for us. And, and then finding the right partner who was, uh, yeah, also especially for, for like early stage company, it's really important to find the partner who is able to do small enough quantities because uh, there's a lot of companies who are happy to do like 100,000 pieces for you. Uh, but when you ask someone to to create like 1,000 um, products for you, it's a, it's a whole different story. And uh, yeah, it wasn't easy, but luckily we were able to 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 find the right uh, right partners for that. Awesome. Now, jumping back into brand, because brand is everything about what it appears, what you're selling, and building a community. You know, I'm reading this book that I will recommend to you also later. I guess everyone. Um, it's from a successful entrepreneur runs capitalism.com. Um, and it's called the road to a million. And it talks about brand and all the things you can do, whether you have the product yet, you have some lead way time until the product gets to you or you're ready to launch. There's so many things to do. If you, if you know, building a brand, I obviously know you have a blog here. So what is the outside of blogging? And that's already, you already have tons of content there. How did you, like there's there's not enough time in the day when you only have a few people right so what what's your strategy kind of at mm. the moment on trying to build this brand are you running ads um what what platforms are you doing in conjunction with the blog like what what are what are you guys doing right now this is what I'm what I'm asking myself every day. Yeah, um, yeah. You should you should see my my Trello board like uh, of, of things that we're sort of like looking to do. But but yeah, in, in general. So basically, yeah, we are at the moment like a, a two two and a half uh, woman team, uh, and and then on top of that, we have a, a bunch of freelancers uh, who we are working with. Um, and and I think that's really been the 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 biggest uh, biggest difference for us, uh, as you said you know that we don't have the resources ourselves to do everything and and also like i think it's just a question of like where do you want to put your time into uh i don't think it makes sense that i'll start uh, you know looking into the code of our website mm -hmm. and, and try to make some technical edits to the to the to the page and it's just rather like trying to find the 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 group of people and group of freelancers uh which has worked really well for us um and and, and they are they've been like super really the the yeah, the, the team that we have. Well, I mean, down to the level of detail, and this is part of, like, brand is such a, um, you know, brand is marketing, sales, and in, in I say operations is really, you know, that execution of both. And, like, you know, you have on your blog, it's, like, mm -hmm. mind or body, mind, and social. And just this idea of having a very clear, mm -hmm. you know, segmented, saying, hey, there are, you know, different segments to, you know, how we want to think about 
you know, uh, our brand and how we want to educate. But I mean, even that was really well thought out. So uh, did you guys have help with that? I mean, you know, I'm just, I'm very curious about that. Yeah, uh, we did have some help. Um, so we had a, like a brand expert, brand strategist who, who created like the initial brand for us. So mm-hmm. um, basically like the, the look and feel of the brand and the fonts and sort of like the guidance to, to what kind of images we want to want to showcase. Um, but then, of course, like on top of that, um, I think it comes down like, yes, you have the style guide, but then it comes down to the to the execution and, and, and basically what it is that you want to show on the, on the page and, and what it is that you want to communicate to the, to the, to the audience and, and to the customer. So, um, so yeah, so had some help, but also like figuring it out and then doing the work ourselves um, every day through the different touch points. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's super well thought out and, um, you know, even navigating through the site, cursing over the product and how it's displayed it it, it it you know it all blends very well together so I'm, I'm sure you're you're super happy about that um let's talk then on you know i know we're kind of running out of time here um what has been the hardest part and maybe it's just what we were talking talking about but the hardest part that uh right now on you know two and a half weeks in actually selling the product like what's the uh hardest part to execute Um, yeah, I think hardest part, I don't know if it's the hardest part. I think you know, maybe the hardest part is, is, uh, being patient. Uh, I'm, I'm a very in, impatient person yes. myself and, and, and I, I like to see results like quickly. Uh, so, so kind of, you know, when everything is not happening, like as, as quickly as, as you're expecting, I think that's, uh, that's hard. But I, I think in general, um, at this point, as I said, like it's super early, it's just sort of like, testing 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 and iterating and learning and trying out like a million things and 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 basically like trying to figure out like uh where do we find the 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 audience where do we find the customers um and and really trying to understand like you know where are they spending their time like uh you know do we want to hand out like flyers to them on the streets of berlin or do we want to target them with like facebook ads or do we want to sponsor uh like a musician like a launch party or, or what it is that you know what are the places where we want to see uh, be seen and, and and basically that's really like what we're just yeah i i don't know if it's so hard uh, in, in that sense but it's uh yeah a lot of effort and, and a lot of work uh but also interesting to see like what's working and what's not and, and really learning uh learning from that yeah it's certainly hard I, I mean in the beginning especially just to be focused with your time and making sure that that time is what you never a hundred percent know uh if it's if it's worth uh, that moment Definitely. um okay well we have uh a quick five rapid fire questions now i have 10 so you can pass on any of the questions <laughs> uh if you you know the last one or two might be a little more philosophical but okay what is your favorite book and why? Hmm. Rapid fire. The first thing that comes into my mind is uh, is uh, Elon Musk's uh, biography um, and why. Um, I don't know. I think it was just uh, yeah, pretty eye opening for me to to read 
read about a person uh, who had who was really like reinventing the the world in 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 many ways and sort of like how big you can think. Um, I think that's been a super interesting read. Yeah, uh, he's my favorite person as well. And this new uh, venture with Inspiration Four, but we won't get into that now. Um, what is the hardest thing you've ever done? Hmm. That's a dif difficult one. I think there's a lot of like hardships that come on your way. Um, hardest thing I've ever done. We can always pass. It's a tough question. Yeah, I would pass. Yeah, it's a tough one. I, I don't have an in instant rapid answer to this. Um, what are you trying to, what are you working on to get better? What's, what's the one thing you're trying to get better at? Um, I'm trying to get better at, um, sort of like managing my, my stress and, and my overall health. Um, as a, as a, as an entrepreneur, you sort of like, you know, there's no one you're responsible to when it comes to your time. And, and I think it's easy to get into this you know, mindset that I need to be constantly working, um, which uh, is not always so healthy. So I really try to like take breaks for myself and, and, and you know, start the day with like just 15 minutes of Pilates. It, it makes such a big difference. And, and I think all of us are struggling with the home office. So, you know, you don't get any any exercise during the day. So I, I just really try to take these like mindful breaks uh, for myself because uh, I've really noticed it, it makes a big difference. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have a favorite quote? Nothing is forever. Um, I, I don't know who, who, who said that, uh, but I like it in, in the way that, um, you know, when things are going good uh, and when things are going great, you know, enjoy it. Uh, but it's not going to be forever. So the, there's work that needs to be done. And then when things are going bad, uh, it's also like, a, you know, <laughs> like a consolation in, in the sense that, you know, things will get better. So if it's bad now, it's not going to be bad forever. I like that one. Okay. Two more. Um, this is a little bit more difficult, but something always can pass something that society believes is true, but you don't necessarily believe is true. I'll give you an example. The higher education that you get equates to how successful you will be. Hmm. It's a tough question, but it, it's a tough one. So something that the society believes is true. Mm hmm. That you believe is not true. Yeah. I would say something that's uh, related to sort of like the, the way we work and the way we've worked. I, I think like also myself, I, I always uh, put a lot of focus on, on my career and I thought a career is going to make me happy. And, and, you know, if I've one day, if I'm going to be successful, it's going to make me happy. But um, I think ultimately there's so much more in life that's important than, than just mm -hmm. work. Um, so that's that's sort of like how I would uh, how I would put it. Well, you can tell every uh, American, including myself, that. So that's something I realize more. All right. The last question. Um, again, pass not. Assuming you had 
all the economic resources today, what's the one thing you wish to do? Um, what I would wish to do is um, spend more quality time with my daughter and uh, with my family. Um, yeah, I said, I think like work and building your own business and career, it's, it's super important. It's also super important for me. Um, but as I said, I think there's so much more in life than just that. So, uh, if I had like the, the means and the resources, uh, if I could also add some more time to the day, uh, that's something I would definitely do. That might not be possible, but yes, <laughs> be more time with the fam for sure. All right. So awesome. Thank you so much for having you. How do we get in touch with you and where do we go to buy some product yeah so basically you can find us on uh, the website nudco.com so n-u-d-c-o.com um yeah that's the the best way to uh, to reach us awesome um all right well thank you so much for uh coming on and uh look forward to uh seeing a lot more success thanks for having me steve it was a pleasure oh. all right see ya